A lot of our work with our clients is subconscious work. The deeper work really happens when you're bringing the subconscious energetic blocks up to the conscious awareness and looking right at it. And the only way that true change really happens is when we bring our subconscious shit up and look at it. A lot of success is based around, let's look at your shadow and all the ways that you've been comfortable staying in your shadow and let's release it. Welcome to Wealthy and Aligned by Human Design, the podcast dedicated to helping you use human design in your business from the ground up. You have everything you need right now to start serving the world with immense value and get paid to do it. In this podcast, I teach you how. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. This week, I have my beloved Garrick back on, and this is part two, really, of a two-part podcast where I wanted to have Garrick on to share more about how he's really allowed me to step more into my feminine over here behind the scenes and how ultimately that has led us to uncovering more around our wealth codes. So I'm just really excited to have you back, honey. I know you're really busy. Garrick has his own practice where he is. <laughs> he is stepping into his own coaching practice and working with men. So I appreciate you being back, honey. I know everybody just can't wait to hear the rest of our love story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's awesome to be back. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Can't wait to share. Yeah. So where we left off was that you just ultimately put your foot down a few weeks back and just ushered me to Joshua Tree and maybe just recap why you saw that was a need for me. Yeah. So basically it's taking a look at what you or the feminine is saying consistently and actually listening like hearing the underlying what that is. Yeah. It's getting out of the, like maybe an old way that some people do, I used to do is just hearing it, I'm tired, or these things as maybe just complaints or just just go to bed earlier or whatever. <laughs> Trying to oversimplify it or not take that on as something maybe more meaningful or a little more deeper than just what appears to be on the surface as complaints. Yeah. It's really hearing what is underneath all that. So it's okay. I hear these same types of words coming out of her mouth consistently over time. That means something. Yeah. And being connected to that and watching you. And it's just a lot of things, your body language. It's what does my body language do? It's just like maybe the way that you walk really? or the way you plop down on the couch <laughs> and give out a big sigh or it's all these little things throughout the day or things at the office, similar type of things. Putting all that together with the words that you're saying, it's okay. You know what? I think that this is more than just what a good night's sleep will fix. What yeah. I think you might be doing, honey, is really tapping into when I'm not in my alignment theme 
ultimately. Like you're picking up on little cues that I'm heading into my not self. My, for me, the being the manifesting generator, I would go into frustration and mm -hmm. anger. And so what's happening as we've gotten back into our groove together as a couple is your, this is just the way I see it. I feel like you're tapping into my levels of not self quicker. Yes, because we are more connected and I'm paying more attention, I can feel energetically before the anger and, and those that shadow, that not self comes out. I can feel it building. Like I can tell, okay, this is going to lead down that road if some intervention isn't brought about. Yeah. And yeah, the only way I'm able to do that is, is to be connected with you mm. and to really be conscious and aware and paying attention. Yeah. Instead of being just lost in my own shit and yeah. my own day and my own to-do list and all that stuff. It's about that deeper level of connectedness and to where you can feel these things energetically. Yeah. This is the best way I can describe it. Yeah. For everyone listening, his chart, he's very open. He's a generator. He's a sacral generator, but he only has his sacral and his spleen defined. Yeah. So every other energy center is wide open, which yeah. for us, it just allows you to feel me and the kids and the rhythm of the business and the family much, literally. much deeper. Yeah. And literally. Yeah. I literally feel everything <laughs> viscerally. Yeah. That was like a big thing when I was, when we were divorced and we were separate. Like it was a big realization for me to go, oh my gosh, no wonder, like certain ways that you behaved in the past or ways that you acted. It was like, he is just open to everything. Yeah. Yeah. And finding that out for myself really explained a lot. Let's talk about it a little bit. How much do you think that your drinking had to do with you just numbing what you were feeling from everyone else? Yeah. I don't think we've really talked about your drinking No, that much. most of it. <laughs> most of most it. Most of it. <laughs> I would say it was a literal, you hear those cliche terms, numbing out or escaping or whatever, but it's literally true. It's without me knowing that wasn't mine, I felt like it was me and mine. Yeah. And so the easiest, simplest, quickest way to escape that is the numbing effects of alcohol. Yeah. It just instantly gets rid of that. Yeah. But it's a cover-up, obviously. The actual energy doesn't leave. It just band-aids it temporarily. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't know any of that. It's just very interesting how open and sensitive I am to all these energies. It's, wow, okay, that really explains a lot. Yeah. That's a lot right there. For me to be able to feel what other people feel, like literally in your body, feeling it, and then thinking it's all yours and you might be getting it from various sources, each family member, blah, 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 all added up together. It can be very overwhelming, very stressful. And without knowing where it's coming from or why, or if it's yours and not yours, not even having any of that background knowledge at all, you're just thinking that this is just you and it's the way you feel. And it's holy shit, what do I do with all this? Yeah. Yeah. None of us are taught, what do we do with all of this? We're not taught that it might not even be yours. No. Yeah. No, that's a foreign concept to me. Yeah. I feel it in my body. It's 
got mine. in mind. What, yeah. what do you mean it's someone else's? Yeah. Yeah. I was really grateful that you did that because I didn't even know how much I needed it. And the whole weekend when we were gone, my tendency is to be like, okay, well, let's open the laptop and let's get some work done. And you're like, okay, <laughs> we are resetting this first day. Mm -hmm. I don't know that you even consciously planned this out, but like the first day I you did. were like, you <laughs> did. <laughs> what did you plan out? I just knew that energetically there was going to be this shift that would need to take place, a downshift, and that it was all about the nervous system. And with the nervous system, it takes a little bit of time to step out of that fight or flight mode yeah. into the rest and digest autonomic chill out mode. So there's always like a transition, especially with vacation. I'm sure some people without knowing this can identify to where the first day or two, if you go on vacation, it's like, you're not really there yet. Yeah. It takes, especially if it's a weekend away, it's like the last day you're there, you're actually, okay, now I'm relaxed yeah. finally and I got to go home. Yeah. It's because of that transition period. So I'm a, being aware of that. I just knew that I had to focus on rapidly decompressing your mm. aura, your nervous system. My energetic body. Yes. Mm. To get you there and downshifted quicker. Yeah. I allowed for, it was the first day was like half work. Yeah. It was like a half work day in a very beautiful, relaxed setting. It's nice food, being hydrated, making sure the sleeping arrangements are good. The bed's comfy. Yeah. Getting to bed early that first night. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing with me is the environment is so huge and the bed has to be comfortable. And you got, maybe you've seen the behind the scenes on my Instagram stories, but I'm always posting about the food you make because it's just, it's like I eat like a, a five-star chef meal. What are those restaurants called? Michelin star yeah. <laughs> rating meals. I have those three times a day now. I have yeah. them all the time. So it's anytime we're going to go somewhere, I'm like, okay, what's the bed like? What is the environment? And what kind of food am I going to get? I know that's important and it's fun for me. So I like to create and come up with fresh, healthy, delicious stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, it really it turned out to be a beautiful weekend. It was like the first nice weekend of this freaking long ass winter. And I'm just, I'm a Leo son, so I need my son. And we got to go to the farmer's market and pick up a bunch of really yummy local foods. So that was really nice. That was really nice. Yeah, it was fun. We got to get some of that fresh produce. Your favorite? My favorite. Yeah. I, get, I can get lost in those places. I know. It's so funny. Kid I know. In, kid in a candy store. The strawberries there were like huge. Yeah, like ridiculous. Just the aroma alone is just different than a normal grocery store. It just tastes better too. Oh, it does. The whole thing is, the texture is different. The smell is different. And when we're alone, it's so funny because Garrett, we cook for a family of five. I never cook. Garrett cooks. <laughs> but we're out there by ourselves and Garrett's, we don't even have to cook that much because we don't, it's just you and I, we don't really eat that much. Yeah. It's, I don't think of that right off the bat. Like I'm used to preparing all this food, not only for five people, but to have a lot of leftovers. Yeah. So it's all of a sudden I'm just cooking for two of us. It's so, yeah. I didn't have to cook this meal for an army. 
So what did you see after we were just downshifting that first day in me? Anything? What I saw was a little bit of a struggle, Mm. but you didn't put up too much of a fight as far as wanting to stay in work mode. Oh, is what I'm getting at. It's like the feelings of having to do more or wanting to do more. Are we are we even able to do this? Go away like this? Is that okay? I feel like, you know, things aren't going to get done. Yep. Like all those feelings, all those things you said came up and it was just having to reassure you that, yes, everything's on track. Everything will get done. And by the way, having this break is going to actually increase what gets done, increase productivity, increase efficiency, mm-hmm. because you are coming from a place re-entering the work week next week from relaxed, re-regulated energy yeah. instead of burning the candle at both ends. I'm almost burnt out. I'm right there teetering on burnout. Yeah, That's what the whole thing was for is just seeing, okay, we're going that direction. We don't want that. So kind of intervene here. That first day, I felt like, oh, wait a minute. I am now actually aware of how tired I actually am. So for me, that was huge, that first day. Yeah, that that was surprising. It was interesting to watch you realize (laughs) how tired you were because you finally allowed yourself and had space to to feel that. Mm -hmm. And then I had buy-in. For me, (laughs) at that point, it was like, oh, yeah, okay, now I see. Yeah, didn't take me long. No. Yeah. But that's very important, again, being connected and tapped in and paying attention to your own body and just knowing, okay, I'm pushing it here, Mm -hmm. pushing it a little too far. Yes, I have to fight against the feeling of things won't get done or, oh, my gosh, you mean I have to take a day away from the business? No way. To realizing that, yeah, that's not only needed, but necessary. You have to grant yourself the permission to be able to step away for a moment to then come back a monster. Yeah. Recharged, rejuvenated, refreshed, ready to go. Yeah. I think, I wonder if that's my will center a lot of the time because that's a motor for me. And I was from a very young age conditioned to go. We were just talking the other day. I just realized I've literally been working since I was 13 years old. Mm. Since I was 13, my mom, I remember my mom saying, you better go out and get a job because we're not going to, we're not going to pay for your shave gel forever. Mm. Like you use shave gel so much because, you know, I, I love to shave my legs every single day. And I guess it like, it freaked my mom out. Maybe we might go broke because Danielle shave gel, yeah. shaves all the time, but she may have had some reason to be afraid, but the conditioning around my family was go out and hurry up and get a job because you might not have money to live or eat or survive. So it began this cycle of hurry up and go get money. And or else like it's like life or death kind of energy behind it. Yeah. That was like the hugest thing for me when I realized how it really works here was like, No, it's the actual, it's the opposite. Like you get to survive just for being here and you get even more money when you stop selling your soul for everyone else and you start doing the things that light your soul on fire. It's not about anybody else. That was a big one for me. That Yeah, that's huge. I think that's 
probably a big one for everybody because we're all conditioned to go through the school system, get a degree or certificate in something and get a 30-year career at a reputable company that will give you benefits and all the things. Mm -hmm. That's just the norm. You don't realize how entrepreneurship or I guess doing it yourself, blazing that trail, it comes with the stresses and the responsibilities really is what it is that the corporate job takes on for you. But the rewards are just exponential. Oh, yeah. And if you're comfortable talking about it, it was really a beautiful weekend for you as well. The letters. Um, And I didn't even know that was like a thing until we got there. That was something that we were going to work through. But if you're open to sharing. Yeah, yeah. I'll share. So yeah, it wasn't exactly primary for the weekend at all. It was just something that had hit that Friday we were getting ready. I was clearing out some old papers and stuff in the corner of the office and I found a folder that had some old papers in it from dated nine years back. And it was an old like three-letter process that you do for radical forgiveness work. Yeah, that's a book. Yeah. Yeah. So Colin Tipping, Radical Forgiveness, highly recommend it. What's his name? Colin Tipping. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's got a series of Radical Forgiveness, Radical Self-Forgiveness, and several others. And in there, he says the first letter is scathing. It's like the total victim. It's all about what did the person do to you and cause in your life. And are you writing the first letter to the person? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. And just, it's like a total emotional dump. You did this to me. How dare you? Yeah. Yeah. Like what you've done to my life and you're horrible and all this. It's Mm -hmm. all negative all anger and all those negative emotions. You just dump that all out onto the page. And then the second letter is you're not letting the person off the hook completely, but you're in this transition of kind of understanding Mm. why things happen the way they did and, you know, giving an inch basically. Okay. I still think that it sucked and the things you did were horrible, but I can, I'm getting an understanding as to what it all meant and why it happened and all that. So you detail all that out in the second letter. The third letter is the radical forgiveness part. This is the piece where you come from the angle of, I love you for doing what you did, for being a healing angel in my life. I see that what you put yourself into great peril, great discomfort to allow me an opportunity to heal myself. And that so you are this healing angel that came into my life, not someone who victimized me and did something to me. You, you did something for me. And then you take those three letters and you can either throw them in a bottle into the ocean or you can shred them, flush them down the toilet, whatever. I personally like the burning part. I think that's very ceremonious. Yeah, it's very powerful. Powerful, yeah. It just releases in the biggest way all the energy that's on the paper and in the words. Yeah. You can actually physically see it all be released and going up in the smoke and being absorbed up into the universe, basically, taking it from you. So I found the first part. The first letter. The first letter. On uh, your desk. In my office. Yeah, which is really... 
interesting. It was very interesting because it's like I was literally hanging on to this. Yeah. And even though we're back together and we're in love and we're starting this new life together and all this, but it was like symbolically, energetically, it was like I was still hanging on to that old piece. And so I recognized that on the, that Friday when I saw this, I was like, okay, this, this is right just, before we left. Yeah. Was, obviously, I'm meant to do something with this. So I just knew, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to finish this process. I never finished. I started it and never finished it. I'm just going to complete the circle. I packed it up and off we went. And yeah, I didn't say anything to you until we got there and then explained to you the whole story mm -hmm. and you were all in. It was yeah. great to be able to do it with you there involved. It was very cathartic, very healing. So yeah, I went through the second letter and then the third and I had huge emotional releases, more than I ever well, thought was there. Did you write the second and third letter? I did. Yeah, there at While Josh we were there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. I know. I was like, do you want to read me the first letter? Is that part of it? He's like, no, <laughs> I don't want to read no, you the first one. There's no use in that. It's not meant for that. And it's just all bad and nasty stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I put all those together and then we had a nice little fire pit out in the backyard of the Airbnb there. And I also wrote a little prayer to say over the burning letters when we were doing that. And I read you the third letter. Yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah. I read you the third letter and then I said the prayer as I put it in the fire and we both let it go together. And we talked a little bit about this, but really is it's such divine timing that it was, it's literally been a year since we've been back together. And all throughout the year we've done, we've done so much work, but all throughout the year, you would say every once in a while, I feel like I'm afraid to love you completely. Yeah. Like, I just feel like there's something keeping me, even though consciously I want to, and you know, the miracle that is our family, you cannot deny, but there was just something probably energetic yes, holding that part of you back. And I just felt like this three letter burn thing was that final, I'm done. Like I'm done protecting mm. my heart. I'm done guarding my heart. I am fully going all in to this with Danielle, completely open hearted now. And that's exactly the way it was for me. I feel the same way. I That's why it was so neat because I didn't realize that was holding that much power and energy. And then when once it was done, it was like, a, oh yeah, there it is. There it goes. It was a real visceral feeling. I yeah. could tell because you're right. I didn't want consciously to hold back, but I know that there was a lot of, it's just that old shit. Yeah. Wondering, uh, it's just that once bitten, twice shy yeah. cliche. And I knew that it was a doorway that was presented to me with this letter that I needed to step through in order to completely realize the love and abundance and all of it, the relationship, the business, like it all is intertwined, of course. Mm -hmm. And so I saw that doorway, even though I, it wasn't shit I wanted to stir up and I didn't want to look at. I knew I had to look mm -hmm. it right in the face and go through that and step to the other side. Yeah. I had to. Yeah. You said it was really uncomfortable. It was yeah. really uncomfortable to read that letter and connect with that person who wrote it nine years ago. Yeah. And yeah. It was a, a different, it was a different man mm -hmm. and I could see it that way. 
reading it, it was like, dang, man, I just felt nothing but love and compassion for that person mm. and just understanding and, but also knowing that's not me anymore. Yeah. And that's not us anymore. And it that needs to be let go. Yeah. And a lot of our work with our clients is subconscious work. The deeper work really happens when you're bringing the subconscious energetic blocks, the old ways of doing things that you know, you're not even aware of when you're bringing all of that up to the conscious awareness and looking right at it, then there's no way that the subconscious can stay subconscious. It yeah, hidden. Yeah. yeah. And the only way that true change really happens is when we bring our subconscious shit up and look at it. And mm -hmm. a lot of, and I teach this in the formula, a lot of success is based around, let's look at your shadow and all the ways that you've been comfortable staying in your shadow and let's release it and let's move into our gift energy, which really is who we are. It's how we access our highest potential and it's who we want to be. We all want to evolve into that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's at the deepest levels we do. It's harder to carry around all that crap. You know? Yeah. I'm always saying, <laughs> would you rather do the work it's hard to do this work, but would you rather it to be hard work and suffering or would you rather do the work where you know that on the other side is everything you've ever wanted? That makes it worth it to look at that shit like the burning the letters and the going back to that person nine years ago. Yeah, because ultimately the way that I felt after that was done was just tremendously different. Yeah. The, I felt that thousand pound backpack just fall off. Yeah. And I felt my heart open more. I and, felt it too. Yeah. Yeah. And the neat thing about that is it allowed for yours to open. Yeah. Yeah. That's the piece that I want people to know is that was not the intention. That was not the conscious thing I was doing to set out to do, but it happened. Yeah. It's, oh, okay. So what I was doing wasn't just affecting me. It's like, how does that stuff reverberate? Yeah. What day was it when I go, oh my gosh, my heart is opening. We were there for four days, but it was like the second or third day when we went out to the park and we found our own little spot. And we do this quite a bit in Joshua Tree where we'll just find spots that no one is there. And it was Easter <laughs> weekend. So it was pretty crowded, but no one was there. And we were up on a boulder. I mean, it was the most magical time. We found these this collection of boulders and it had like a staircase kind of boulder set up to where you could get to the very top of the boulders and look out over everything. And we did that and we, what was the other part of the boulder? Oh, there's a little- A house. We call it the house. Oh yeah, the house. It was more, a little cave, but yeah, yeah, it was a perfect little spot, little hangout spot with some shade. And usually we go with the kids and we have all these big adventures with the kids, but it was just this, it was almost as if the boulders were just waiting for us to mm -hmm. come and heal our hearts. Literally, that's what it felt like because it felt like the nature of the boulders just absorbed anything that just wasn't for us anymore. It may sound dramatic to people, but I'm so sensitive to energy that when being out there and doing this kind of work, whether you're trying or not, nature just takes from you what isn't for you anymore. It holds you. Yeah. Mother Nature has such tremendous 
force and power and energy that she's literally holding us all yeah at all times and so to go out there and be able to connect with that and feel it physically yeah energetically and know that consciously at the same time is it's a powerful moment yeah it's huge and then when we were out on our boulders, this is when we started getting into our gene keys. This is the culmination. This is the most fun part to me because I'm literally out in those boulders. I've got my gene keys book. I've got my line book, my profile line book, and I'm out there piecing it together for Garrick. And we decided to stay late in the park. So as the sun was going down and the stars were coming out, we pulled out this app and we have this app. It's called the Skyview app. You can use this app and just put your phone around the sky and see where all the different constellations are and the different planets are. And right above us was Jupiter. Right above us was Jupiter. I think to the left of Jupiter was Leo, which is my sign. Mm -hmm. And to the right of Jupiter was Aquarius, which yes. is your sign. and. I think it was at that time that gate 42 was transiting and my pearl energy is 42. So I was talking you up a storm about what it meant to be 42 and what was going on up above us, blah, blah, blah. And then we got into your gene keys, which was really fascinating to you. You were hooked. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting because the one that hit me the most was actually my line one. So his pearl gate is 22 and he's mm -hmm. a 22.1. So line one hit you? Line one, yeah, because of simplicity. Yeah. And when you said that, all the things I've been saying over the months about being simple, simplifying things, let's not complicate stuff. Like, I'm, <laughs> okay, you can't make this stuff <laughs> no. up. I've literally been shouting that from the rooftops for a while now. Yeah. And I just understand that, okay, it's my design. Obviously I'm built that way. I yeah. need it to be that way mm -hmm. for it to make sense to me. Yeah. And combined with my line three, so I'm 42.3, line three for the pearl is celebration. And what I discovered just contemplating and mulling it over is like our power is found when we celebrate simply. And it's like mm -hmm. our vision is simple. It's just really, it's again, you can't make this up because the beginning of this year, we got really crystal clear on our family vision, on mm -hmm. our business vision, and what we really want to do as a couple in this world, as partners in this world. And so all of that was just, it culminated to show us yet again that the more we keep things simple, the more powerful we become the more our service impacts the world. And really, that is it. That's yeah. it. And you have been screaming for the better part of this year. Guys, we got to keep it simple. And me being this big visionary, I want to do this and I want to do this. And that's, I'm sure, a big part of being an MG. Yes. But it's proven over and over and over again to me, the simpler my business has been, the better I have done. And it's not just financially. It's like, my clients' results are better. My process gets refined. Everything just gets better. Yeah, because with simplicity, it allows you to really sit in the thing, the one thing that you're trying to simplify and allows you to perfect it, to hone it, to really love it, to see it from start to finish all the way through. And when you complicate or add too many things, None of that ever happens with any one particular thing. 
And so it's basically chaos. And with <laughs> chaos comes stress and uncertainty. And you may feel burnout. it, you feel burnout, hard to make decisions. Why isn't anything working? Mm -hmm. All of that. Yeah. And then when you did your deeper contemplation with 22, I'll just say for my Pearl Gate 42, I tend to sit in the, both of them, I tend to sit in repressed and reactive, but mostly in, in the repressive, which is grasping. So this is like fear of change or like fear of being out of control. And so I hold on tightly and Pearl specifically money. I like to hold on to my money. Mm. And for me, for it to work, I have to detach from it, which yep. is bananas to me because it's like the more I detach from the money and the more I detach from that being the thing, the more money comes to me. But yeah. it's my conditioning that keeps me like, no, but I need it because if I'm not in control of it, then what? It's just yeah. all the conditioning. It's counterintuitive. Yeah. But so when I told you to study your 22 and find yourself in which like I was like, okay, which shadow do you find yourself in? Yeah. And I think proper, which is repressive. Yeah. So what I took that to mean is because I've noticed that I can tend to repress wanting to be rich yeah. or to have a lot of money. Yeah. That's something that I feel inside, but I don't make it known or talk about it out loud a lot or make it a point of conversation. And I think the reason what makes sense to me that I do that is because there's this belief that having a lot of money is complicated. Yeah. And that goes directly against mm -hmm. your line energy, which is simple. Exactly. When I put those pieces together, it just made a lot of sense. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's why I don't just outwardly say or present myself in a way of someone who's really after a lot of money. Yeah. But inside, I, I want it. Yeah. And I want it for a lot of reasons. So that's interesting to be able to see that and put light on that. It can allow me to release that. Yeah. To just go, oh, that's not who I am, not mm. the truth of who I am. No. Yeah. Because looking into it a little deeper, the gift side is being in like full loving graciousness. Uh -huh. It's about just the love and the connection with people and their feelings. It's about being in touch with others' feelings yeah. and how they feel and how the things you say and do make them feel. And being consciously aware of that is being fully in that gift. Yeah. And I've connected that living simpler is easier to do, or it's just a different way of going about living in that gift through making a lot of money. So having the money can give me opportunities and awarenesses and more options to be able to sit in the gift and to be in that creative and that love energy. And then also a big one with that is nature, being connected with nature quite a bit. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. The way I teach the pearl in the formula is this is your direct relationship with money. So specifically with gate 22, it's like, how can you use money to be gracious? Mm -hmm. How can you use money to be even more considerate of people's feelings? And it illustrates you beautifully because you're the one who makes us the most comfortable. You're the one that we have the nice food, we have the nice home, we have the nice environments that we stay in. You're always picking our Airbnbs that we freaking love. And you're crossing off all the 
dotting the I's, crossing the T's, making sure that we are always thought of. Yeah, because I think that this explains why I do that, because I look at those things as the way that you feel. So like the meal that I'm going to cook, it's not really about the food, but it's how it's going to make you feel when you see it, smell it, taste it. It's when the vacation or the Airbnb is chosen in the right location and everything. It's when you come in to that, how is that going to make them feel? Yeah. And so that's what I meant by having more money. It just gives me more options Yep. to provide those kinds of experiences Yeah. for everyone around me Yeah. in a multitude of ways. It could be from hiring somebody for the business, providing that for them or down to the fancy ingredient yeah. for a certain type of meal. Just those options that are presented with having more money, it just it broadens that for me. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Before you moved back, I've never seen somebody with so many different kinds of spices and oils and vinaigrettes Yeah, and ways of doing it all, but I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. I've never ate better in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they each have a specific use. Yeah, he's. I don't know what the salt is that you like to use, but that salt, you're like, oh, we have to get this salt. And I'm like, I'm over there buying, I don't know, Morton's and you're buying this like top of the line salt yeah. for our food. Himalayan, whatever. Yeah. No, what is that salt that you buy There's, though? I have several different kinds. <laughs> What's the one you're like, this is the best salt ever. And we use it for everything. It's pink. It's not Himalayan. Oh, it's in the cabinets. I believe it's called real salt. Oh, okay. It's funny. Yeah. It's just, there's all these different salts. I'm like, give me just a salt. I've watched the video on how they mine it and everything. (laughs) That's how geeky I am at it. (laughs) I'm grateful that you're geeky on it for sure. For sure. But I really appreciate you taking me there. And we could, I literally do a whole nother podcast on the downloads I got there because, but we're not. But literally what happened was because you did that for me, my aura was cleared of the shit that doesn't matter. And then I was given just beautiful downloads of how to do better, how to be better and how to impact greater. Yeah. Because the space was created. Yeah. You got to give yourself that space. You think, oh, you're grinding Monday through Friday and you're wondering why things aren't working. Go take a weekend somewhere and reconnect and you'll find out. I would say take four days. (laughs) whatever you can yeah Yeah. like friday was we left early and monday i think even did we come home monday or tuesday tuesday morning yeah Yeah, i think tuesday i was like i could do one more day here i think that's what we always say yeah that's true that's true (laughs) oh honey thank you so much for coming back on and sharing with us i love you so much and i'm so grateful for the man you are in my life and the man you are to our children i could not have written this story better. And I hope that we'll be having you on much, much more. Yes. I can't wait. I hope so too. I love you very much. And I love this life and this opportunity every moment. Yeah. We say Disneyland every day. Yep. What's going on today? Okay, my loves. I'm looking for five women who are looking to work one-on-one with me for the rest of 2023. Now, this is a one-on-one container with a mastermind environment. So if you're looking to overhaul alignment within your life and business, because as you've probably found out, you can't separate the two, 
Apply below to set a time to speak with me directly and see if this is the next best step for you. Hey, everyone. So we finished recording that podcast and something just didn't feel right. And I realized what I did was tell you my pearl gate was line 42.3. And the truth is I'm 42.5. And I'm telling you all that because I know that some of you really look at my chart and figure out who I am and then take what I say and use it for yourself. So I didn't want any confusion around that. What we truly found, Garrick and I, when we combined our wealth codes together was his line one of simplicity and my line five of power truly means our money finds us and is better used when we are of simple power. And the simpler we are, the more powerful we are. So I get all my information from Richard Rudd's The Gene Keys Golden Path Prosperity Book. It's the third of the four iterations of these books. So yeah, I found it to be completely out of this world. Like you literally can't make this up. How I have just been trugging along doing my thing. And when Garrett came in, it was like, wait a minute, let's simplify this all. And because of that combination of the two of us, the one and the five, our business this past year and the way we've used our money has really been a lot more powerful because we've simplified a lot. Now, it took us some time to do that, and we're still working on that. But hopefully, this will give you some insight on how to use your lines with your partners. All right, everybody. I'll see you next week. Cheers to staying wealthy through alignment. Thank you for listening. If you are ready to turn your purpose into profit, it's time to empower yourself with the tool of integrity that is the high frequency formula. Head to the link in the show notes to find out how. I'll see you on the inside.